One, two, one, two. Come on in the room, y'all. It's the kingdom hour. It's the kingdom hour. It's the kingdom hour. It's the kingdom hour. Hey. It's the kingdom hour. It's the kingdom hour. So we always on go. Giving less than an option. All gas with no brakes, so it ain't no stopping. Strategists steady plotting, they drawing the prints. In fact, they blue, don't include a fence. Nah. Ain't no limit, ain't no cap, so we stay on the grind. Work ended from nine, nine, nine. nine. destined to shine. For the kingdom, we gon' grind, we stay getting it in. Fading our line, cast it out, rhythm in. Let's repent of our sin, cause the kingdom is near. Let's repent of our sin, cause the kingdom is here. Let's repent of our sin, cause the kingdom is near. Let's repent of our sin, cause the kingdom hey. is here. Yeah. Hey, welcome back, y'all. This is your man, J-Dab, and we are back with another hot episode of the TKHS, man. We want to welcome everybody into the room while we get everything else locked and loaded. We just want to welcome you in. Go ahead and invite a friend and tell a friend to invite a friend. Welcome, everybody, to the TKHS. We are going live, man. I am your host, A. Hey, Dab, man, and we are here with another exciting episode. We want to talk tonight, guys, about how, why has the church lost its appeal? Why has the church lost its appeal, man? But before we get started, of course, we want to send us up a prayer right quick. So if you would, please pray with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just want to say thank you. Thanking you for your goodness, your mercy, your kindness, your grace. Thanking you for uh, sustaining us through this day, allowing us to make it to this point uh, in this evening. We pray right now, Father God, that you'll open our hearts, our eyes, our ears, that we can receive uh, the revelation in which you're going to deposit on this evening. Father, we thank you and we bless you. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 So once again, guys, welcome back. I am your host, J-Dab. Man, I'm excited to be here with you guys uh, as tonight we discuss why has the church lost its appeal, man. Uh, but once again, before we get started, man, we want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors and our supporters. Uh, one, Miss Mamie's Sweet Treats. Y'all know the holidays are upon us, man, so you can get your orders in. Uh, we want to give a huge shout out to All Creek Construction. Hey, man, if you want it done right, get All Creek on site. The citizens at the kingdom, man, huge salute to Kingdom Life Central North and South. Pastor Gistan on the north, Pastor Jay over here on the south, man. We want to give a huge salute, salute. Salute to Destiny Shine Records, man. I heard D2S, man, got some heat uh, in queue. So y'all get ready for it, man. It's on the way. A um, couple of quick announcements, man, before we uh, go any further, man. I want to um, remind you guys about Kingdom Care. 
if you guys can see it, you can go to the, my page, Jay Dabney, and you can see it uh, more. Uh, this is Kingdom Care Man. It is a Christian recovery group uh, to where we actually believe addiction is addiction. Our mission is to live free, and we are coming from Galatians 5 and 1. We meet every first and third Friday of each month at 7.30 p.m., man. Huge shout-out to one of our coaches, uh, Chris uh, Chris Holly, man. Um, of course, I'll be in the building. So you guys come on out. If you have family that's struggling with addiction, um, that wants to be in recovery, man, send them on over, man. And of course, this here is not broadcast live. We get to it. Sometimes you can only find heaven by slowly backing away from hell. That is a um, quote from Carrie Fisher. And then, of course, we know Thanksgiving is coming up. We haven't, we're having Thanksgiving in the kingdom. Uh, just want to remind you guys that this will take place November 24th at 11.30 a.m. right here at the South Campus of Kingdom Life Central, 9001 Airport Boulevard, Suite 109-77061. If you know anybody that may have family in the city that don't have family in the city and may be in need of a meal, hey, send them on out. And we are going to uh, sup. We are going to sup with them, man. Uh, real talk. All right. So that's it on that. Let's go ahead and dive in. Tonight, we want to talk about why has the church lost its appeal? And I do want to hear from you guys, man. I am going to call out the number real fast. Uh, you can call in at 346. Uh-oh. You can call in at 346-324-5938. And uh, we could talk about it. So let's talk about why has the church uh, lost this appeal. I'm not even talking about why have the church lost this power, um, but I want to talk about why isn't the church really attractive anymore? You know, um, uh, it's it's a plethora of things, you know, um, but when we ask why has the church lost this appeal, meaning why has the church uh, lost this attracting power, right? Um, we get we get it, man. It's a lot. It's a lot of things that takes place. Uh, it's a lot of things that go forth. Uh, but we want to get down to the essence as to why have the church lost its ability to uh, attract and its ability to uh, appeal, its ability to really uh, draw in, so to say. Y'all tuned in live with me, man. Y'all come on in with your comments, man. We're going to read them out. Uh, We're going to open it up, man, open dialogue, man. But uh, it's several things that I've noticed that the church is missing, right? Uh, and one thing I would say is the sincerity, so to say, man. And, you know, it's, 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 this is a hard topic. I'm not even going to lie, man. This is a hard topic because uh, <clears throat> don't nobody really want to be honest with it, but I'm going to be straightforward with you, man. One thing that, that caused me to like, I've never strayed away from the church, man. Um, but one thing that just really made me press the brakes on a lot of things that go on in church was a lot of the fetishiousness and a lot of the fake stuff, man. People want to um, press upon you their certain beliefs and this and that. And people will present God in a form or a format that that doesn't even represent who he is, you know, man. And to be honest with you, man, a lot of the sentiments and a lot of the ideas is this here, man. If 
I'd rather stay out here doing what I'm doing before I go in there and play with God. And so that's one thing, man. A lot of outsiders looking in feel like, man, a lot of people in church are just playing with God. You feel me? A lot of people are just playing with God. One thing I noticed is that, man, there, there is a lot of mischief in the church, bro. A lot of mischief in the church. A lot of slick stuff in the church, man. And this isn't helping the case in regards to uh, winning souls or, or, or discipling people, man. Um, and, you know, man, I'm just going to be transparent with you, man. There's some things that I've seen in ministries, some things that I've seen in ministries that has actually caused me to just really fall back off of a lot of ministries, man. It's like a lack of sincerity, man. People, just because you know the scripture, just because you can quote the scripture, bro, that doesn't necessarily mean you have a relationship with the living God, you know? Um, and especially when, when your lifestyle, and I'm not, I'm not running around here judging people's lives or judging people or, you know, man, I'm not a fruit checker or anything, but I do watch for fruit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even when you go to the grocery store, man, and you pick fruit up, you want to expect the fruit. You know what I'm saying? I want to make sure that there isn't anything that they eaten, gotten into this banana or this apple or anything like that. I'm, I want to make sure that there isn't any spoilness on it. I want to make sure that it's not rotting that rotting out. Um, they'll, I inspect my fruit, you know, man. And so I, I don't go out my way or make it a habit to just say, oh, man, that person that ain't right. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't gonna I ain't gonna go with that. But I do uh, line up the fruit with 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 the tree. Right. So and I pray that you do the same thing, you know, man, because we're actually encouraged to test the spirit by the spirit, you know. And so if you're operating in the spirit of God, you know, what I'm saying you'll know, you'll know. And the mischief that goes on in church, man, it, it really leaves a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth because, man, it's like, man, we, when when people when 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 somebody that's really not not into church like talking about, man, they see a lot of fraud stuff go on, man, that that further cosigns and further gives that person a, a reason to say, mm hmm. That's why I don't go to church now, you know, and and once again, man, we've stated this before. No, you don't have to go to church to be saved, but you're strengthened in the fellowship. You know what I'm saying? You're strengthened by being a part of the community. And that's the objective, right? To build a community that can be beneficial within the community, right? We're going to go a little bit deeper in this thing too, man. Um, but the objective is to build a community of believers within a community of unbelievers that they too can see God through the believing community, right? So, if I'm doing a lot of things that really contradict my belief and, and a lot of things that really, really gnaw at my own arm, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's crazy. That's bananas, right? So one thing I've noticed that there's a lot of mischief in the church. There's a lot of secret stuff going on in the church. There's a lot of fraudulent stuff going on in the church. You know what I'm saying? And this is just to call it to the carpet, man. I literally watched a video today, man. Um, shout out to my uh, to my uncle, man, who who shared the video with me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, it, it kind of vexed me because I watched the video and and the leader was on the video uh, rebuking his sister for uh, opening a church in the same city in which he has his church. And I'm like, oh my god, are you serious, bro? And he's calling a Jezebel and all that, man. See this type of stuff right here, bro. This type of stuff that really irks me. Uh, and, and really bothers my spirit because I'm like, fam, come on, man. And then you want to talk about what's of God and what's not of God, man. The scripture said, look, bro, 
Each one of us have been called to go out and create disciples. And that's another another thing in itself. And we're going to talk about it a little bit, too. But the scripture calls us to go forth ye and make disciples. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so how are you going to rebuke your sister, man, for, for opening the church and, and this and that? I'm like, come on, man. Let's think about it. And, hey, it's open for discussion if anybody want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Come on, fam. You know what I'm saying? Is this really God speaking to you, man? Or is this something that you've con conceived in your own mind? Or why are you contesting or fighting the fact that someone else has been called, you know, man? Uh, so there's a lot of mischief in, in, in the church. You know what I'm saying? A lot of under underhanded stuff going on in the church, man. Um, the next thing I know I've seen is that a lot of leaders are only out for self-gain. Okay, let's talk about that, man. And they say, well, Jay, man, how are you? How are you qualified uh, to speak on things in such a manner, man? I'm qualified through experience. You know, man, I don't have a relationship with God based on my grandmother's relationship or based on what somebody taught me. I have a relationship based upon my encounters, you know, uh, and I encourage you, man, to, to check my tree, check my fruit, you know, man. Um, this month actually makes it 20 years that God has called me forth to go forth and be a representative of Christ Jesus uh, with this message, uh, this gospel message of Jesus. You know, man, the calling that's on my life um, is a calling of government. It's a calling of alignment. Uh, it's a calling of correction. It's a calling of rebuking. You know, man, a lot of times people may not understand the calling that's upon your life. But I tell you this. When you are in alignment with God, when you are in alignment with God, the evidence, the evidence will be there. The proof is in the pudding. And so there are a lot of leaders that that are only out for self-gain. You know, man, what what will it benefit me or how can I benefit from it? What type of recognition can I get from this? Uh, what type of of, 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 of of fortune or what type of what what will I receive from it? You know, man. For me, to be honest with you, my greatest joy is to witness somebody's eyes light up when you give them the good news uh, of Christ or when you give them the good news that there's hope. When you let a person know that, man, look, bro, God loves you. You haven't done too much that's un that makes you unreachable for God, you know, man. And so these are some of the things that we have to begin to break down in the beginning. That First, man, let's get it understood that God loves you, even in the fallen state that you're in, you know. And as you begin to fellowship with the community, uh, then you'll begin to understand and know that, okay, man, it's possible for me to walk upright. It's possible for me to not fall down. I don't have to keep falling short, but these are principles that are implemented along the journey, man, along the journey. You know, man, a lot of believers, man, I've, and this is what I've witnessed. I've witnessed a lot of people, man, try to witness to people, um, without the necessary experience, you know, um, and so without witnessing without, without the necessary experience to witness on any particular subject, man, it only leads you back to, um, indoctrination, so to say, um, you giving somebody the word and bruh, they don't understand the word. You feel me? So when your life it's a living testament in itself. Then people can witness how to do X, Y, Z. You know, I pray that this is making sense, man. Y'all tap in with me, man. We are talking tonight about why has the church lost its appeal? Why has the church lost its appeal? Um, the church just isn't attractive anymore because 
one man, I, I, I've seen too much. I, I see too much. Um, bro, I, I don't want to play with you. You know, man, I can go over here and I can, I'll be good by myself. You know, man, I'm just going to focus on me and my family. Uh, all of these are, are reasons that one may give to uh, not come or not to attend church. And guess what? Some of those reasons are very valid, church. You know, I think um, I don't think I know that we've been doing a poor job in representation of Christ. You know, man, we uh, we do more bickering and arguing amongst each other than advancing the kingdom, actually advancing the kingdom. You know, man. Um, but I know that the scripture says that Christ is coming back for a church without spot or without blemish. Right. And so the work and redemption power and the grace of, uh, of God and the, and the power of his spirit is, is the iron that applies the heat to iron out those wrinkles. I, I believe that uh, according to the word is each of our assignments to disciple a person. And in order to disciple a person, man, you have to one, be discipled yourself, you know, and the discipling, get this, the discipling comes through the spirit of God. When God begins to disciple a person, he uses people to disciple people, but the discipler is actually the spirit of God, someone that's going to hold you accountable, someone that's going to show you the right way to go. These are all the, the attributes and the leading and the unctioning of God's spirit. You know, man, it's not about how long you go to church. It's not about you speaking in tongues. It's not about none of these things, man. It's about a sincere and a pure heart uh, crying out to a living God, man, to release his spirit it's his spirit that causes us to come into complete alignment with him. The church has lost this appeal. The church isn't attractive anymore. It's not because people necessarily want to go and do their own thing, but because the church isn't really being the light that we've been called to be, you know, man. And that's why, man, on the cool, I would encourage anybody, man, look, bro, get an alignment. Find, find, find you a fellowship that's filled with the spirit of God, that's not filled with indoctrination, that's not filled with uh, with follow the leader. Um, in, in a sense, uh, in the essence of the this leader is right, you know, and everybody else is wrong, you know. Um, I pray that, that the message and the point is coming across clearly as possible. Uh, I know that the spirit of God would do, his, do what he does, you know, but some leaders are only out for self-gain and you are responsible uh, for knowing who you're following, to be honest with you. The scripture says you have to study to show yourself approved, a workman rightly dividing the word of truth, right? Um, forget what people have to say. You know, man, it's like people will bring you something about another person, man, and you you don't do no homework on it, man. You, I have people right now, they, they want to brainwash me on on somebody else but i'm like man miss me with that because what you're seeing in that person i haven't seen it and until i see it you know what your your opinion is man that's not gonna cause me to look at a person uh differently or to treat a person differently you know man because hey you see what you see why are you seeing what you see you see what i'm saying um, are you looking for a certain thing you know because even i know that when you look for stuff the enemy has a way of causing you to find exactly what you're looking for. So I pray that I pray that we understand uh, some leaders are only out for self gain. You know, this is another reason that uh, church has really lost its appeal. You know, man, to be rooted and grounded in the word. My God, to be rooted and grounded in the word is a beautiful thing. You know, man, um, we, we, we have a lot of discussion of 
who wrote this word or where it came from or who taught you this and who taught you that. The scripture told me that the spirit of God is my only teacher, you know, um, and don't be naive to what I'm saying, because even with the spirit of God being our only teacher, it's the spirit when he inhabits a, a vessel and he uses vessels to teach us. Everybody has a teacher. You know, in a physical form, everybody has a teacher. No person knows what they know without having a teacher. You know, the scripture says that the, the word of God has been um, uh, written, uh, is spoken through the spirit. Right. And so I, I pray that we understand this. And what I'm saying, it, it really gets a little deeper than that. But we'll have to um, dive in outside of live. You know, man, we'll have to really pull up with each other to really open this thing up. But tonight we just want to cover why has the church lost this appeal, man? To everybody that's tuned in, huge salute. Huge salute. Prophetess uh, Carruthers, huge salute, man. Um, Pastor Gwen, huge salute. Um, Pastor um, Jesse V, huge salute, man. Y'all chime in with me, man. Why has the church lost its appeal? Another thing... Uh, and this, let me let me get a shot of this coffee right quick, man. This this was huge right here, man. As far as what I've witnessed and what I'm witnessing, right? My God, my God. Um, and I'll get to on this point uh, right after this. Prophetess Carruthers, uh, thank you. Uh, she says, um, the zeal of Christ and discipleship is replaced uh, with the distraction of struggle of life. Come on here, man. The zeal of Christ and discipleship is replaced with the distraction of the struggle of life. Man, come on, man. And even on that note, you know, man, like if we tune into what's being played on the radio stations, everything is about struggle. Everything is about pain, everything. And those are distractions. So really, people don't even have an appetite because uh, to be discipled because of those distractions. I completely agree, prophetess. And uh, one thing that I've noticed is here, there are too many. OK, there are too many. Listen to me. There are too many unstable believers. I'm going to pause right there. Get another side of this coffee and come back into it. There are too many unstable believers. What what you mean unstable believers? There are too many fickle believers. One day you you good, one day you Gucci, the next day you all in your feelings, you're all in your emotions. One day you're trying to encourage and uplift the people, and the next day you're talking bad about the people. Uh, one day you know, man, you 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 are right, and the next day you all down and depressed, man, bro, you are unstable. You are unstable. And to be honest with you, man, the word of God says that a double minded man is unstable in all of their ways. So if you want to know why you're an unstable believer, it's because you're double minded. You don't know whether or not you're going to follow God to the end or whether or not you're going to jump off when once again, the distractions of the struggle of life come in. And most believers, most believers, you jump and ship when, 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 when the struggle is too long. You jump and ship uh, 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 when, 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 when God. God is taking too long to come through. So there are too many unstable believers. And to be honest with you, man, if I'm falling, if I fall back and I'm chilling in the cut and I'm watching you, I say, bro, convince me through your life to be a believer of the God or of the Jesus you say you believe in, the God and the Jesus that is so good, the power that this spirit possesses so much. Convince me through your lifestyle, bro, and you so fickle. You so fickle. One minute you want to praise God with me. 
The next minute you want to cuss me out. One minute you want to talk about deliverance with me. The next minute you want to smoke and drink with me. Bruh, you, you, you confused because I'm not going to partake in none of that foolishness. I'm going to chill over here. And when I get tired of doing what I'm doing, then I'll come over there and try God. But I'm not going to try your God. There are too many unstable believers. You believer, listen to me, believer. You got to grab a hold to what you believe in. If you believe that God is good and God got you covered and God, man, got me rock with that. Stand in your square on that. Don't be moved just simply because the wave blow, blow a little heavy. You know, don't be moved because you got 50 people saying that that's not going to work. But man, listen to me. You have to stop being an unstable believer. You got to stand flat footed on this word. But get this. The only way you will be able to be flat footed on the word of God. The only way you'll be flat footed on the word of God is this. You have to have had an encounter with God's spirit. We say God. We say Jesus. But ultimately it's the spirit. That we're lacking in our personal lives because it's his spirit that causes us to align with his good and perfect will. It's his spirit, it's God's spirit that reveals to us and clarifies things for us. It's his spirit that gives us the tenacity to press on. It's his spirit that connects uh, uh, with the, with his ability within us. So his spirit is the Ruha. It's the breath of life. And so each day that we are blessed and graced with uh, uh, the breath of life, uh, then that means uh, God has given us the ability. It's the ability that God has equipped his spirit. It's the, the activities of our limbs and the ability to move our fingers, man, that's God's spirit living within you. So with this activity, God is giving you an opportunity. Now, now your will comes into place. And if you haven't been delivered from your will to pursue his will for your life, then you will take the activities of the spirit uh, and do mischievous things with it. You'll praise the enemy with, with, with your lips and, and, and with your words and, and with your fingers and with your hand. You'll do all of these things with the spirit's ability. But once the spirit's ability meets with God's will, then we are uh, the spirit connects with itself that equips us. So it goes deep, man. Prophetess, thank you so much. You say naturally, hopefully, hopeful and ignore being faith uh, focused, uh, which makes them flaky. Absolutely. Naturally, hopefully, hopeful, but ignorant being faithful, uh, faith focused. Man, come on, prophetess. Um, these things, man. And, and so I pray that it doesn't seem as if I'm scattered with the conversation or I'm speaking in some type of code. But once again, this is the importance of a fellowship of a genuine fellowship, because if you can come and we can fellowship, we can walk through the word. We can sit and we can uh, um, line upon line, precept upon precept. Uh, but this is why the church has lost its appeal. We are, we are accustomed to the microwave sermons and we are accustomed to uh, hearing things repetitively. We are accustomed to uh, just the on surface parts of the word. We don't dig deeper. We, we need to go a little bit deeper and not deep that people can say, mm, she's deep 
Mm-mm, he's deep. No, no, I'm not talking about that deep. I'm talking about the deepness of the revelation that only the spirit of God can reveal to us because it's a calming that has to come upon us. It's a calming that has to come upon us that really causes us to awaken, to see, to see, to see, to see. Um what's really taking place in our lives. So as we begin to, to understand that, man, the church has lost its appeal because individually we each have lost our appeal. Now think about it. We learn the most and we receive the most from a person that we have some type of attraction to. I'm not saying a lustful attraction or anything like this, you know, man, um, I, I would be attracted to a male teacher just simply off of his articulation, the way that he dressed, you know, man, uh, his his cool, calm demeanor. These are uh, the types of attraction. I can be attracted to a, a, a female teacher, you know, just by the way that she conducts herself, you know, um. I'm attracted to ladies and not just women, if this makes sense. You know, man, um, my wife, her greatest attraction is just her ability to uh, uh, follow the lead of someone who knows how to lead, uh, so to say. My wife, by all means of the term, is a lady and not just a woman, you know, um, these are some of the things. Good, good evening, uh, uh, Sister Hunter. Good evening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sister Hunter, tonight we are talking about why have the church lost its appeal? Uh, and so what I was just saying is that we are the church and we make up the kingdom. Each individual, we're making up the church, but each one of us has lost our appeal. Why aren't we attracted? You know, man, I know some uh, some beautiful people, male and female, but once they open their mouth, they're just so unattractive, bro. Do you hear what's coming out of your mouth? You know, um, so these are some of the things, and that will be the one that I would really hinge, hinge my observation on is the fact that there are too many unstable believers. One minute you're cool, the next minute you're not. You know, man, where's your um, where's the fruit of self-control, right? And so the la these are some of the things. So there are a lot of mischief. There's a lot of mischief in the church. Some leaders are only out for self-gain. There are too many unstable believers. And this one is big, right? There is a huge lack of understanding in ministry. There's a huge lack of understanding. It's not all on the leader to um, do one thing, and it's not all on the members to do one thing. I know some leaders that don't want to get their hands dirty anymore, you know. I know some leaders that won't roll up their sleeves because they feel as if, and this is not a shot at the leaders, it's just being 100 with you. There are some leaders that feel as if, hey, man, I'm above this. You know what, bro? Hey, I'm the type of person, man, I'm the type of leader, bro. If it needs to be done, I don't care who do it, even if I have to do it, let's just get it done, you know, man. Um. There are organizations that, that has been produced that says that, man, I'm not supposed to be um, in certain predicament. Man, it's, it's crazy. It, it goes deep. So there are multiple reasons why the church has lost its appeal. And the greatest thing is, man, I've seen it all before. bro. You start off sounding good, Pastor. 
uh, apostle or bishop, you something. But bro, you you just as fraud as the rest of them. You know, um, there isn't um, a lot of a lot of leaders in ministry don't have the tenacity to go the distance um, because, to be honest with you, there are too many believers that still have the option, so to say, to turn the light switch on and off. To turn it on and off. A prophetess declares that in my opinion, if we are talking about leaders out of spiritual alignment and still having service, absolutely. Absolutely. There are a lot of spiritual on leader, a lot of leaders that are out of spiritual alignment and they're still having service. And truth be told, a lot of leaders, man, you have heard the voice of God say, Look, you need to take a sabbatical, you need to fall back, you need to sit down, you know, man, and, and this is just being honest, but because of pride and because of puffed upness, you refuse to sit down and allow another to go forward, you know, this is why we have to make sure that we are being completely open and completely honest, man, you have to be the, the same way day in and, and, and day out, you know, man, I am the same, same person day in and they out. Some people don't even like talking to me, man, because, man, I, I've built my life upon the scriptures. And this is, this is, they work for me, you know. I can't, what worked for me may not work for you, you know. So I get it. I may irritate you. You may not want to talk to me, you know, man. I'm not going to call Jay. I already know what he's going to say. All right, cool, bro. But, hey, miss the revelation if you want to, right? But, yeah, so I believe that as a believer, that we have to be the same way day in and day out. Not saying that we're not growing or um, elevating or, 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 or becoming more mature, but in essence, bro, the same Jay you get on Sunday morning behind the pulpit is going to be the same Jay you get behind that desk, behind that microphone in the studio. Going to be the same Jay if you call me in my truck. Going to be the same Jay. Look, bro, I am who I am, you know, and I'm grateful for that. And so, man, um, that that was those were the observations that that I've witnessed. And I know there's much more, uh, but these observations that I've witnessed, I can actually pinpoint them, you know, man. So it's going a little bit further than just my opinion right now. I'm standing on what I'm saying. I'm standing on what I'm saying because this is what I've witnessed. This is this is what I've witnessed. There's a lot of mischief in church. I had a conversation just today, man. It blessed my soul too, man. I was sitting in the church service, y'all. No lie. No lie. I was sitting in the church service, man. And it was so, it was so crazy because, man, I'm not, it was the musicians, man. I'm sitting in the church service. And if anybody that's on the live, you're familiar with Adina Howard. She has a song called T-shirt and my panties on, right? I'm sitting in the church service and the musician began to play that tune. Like, fella. What are you ushering in in this place? You know what I'm saying? Mischief, um, maliciousness. I'm like, bro. And because so many people are so spiritually minded, it went all over their head. Like, nah, bro, that's not, that's, that's not what's up, bro. You feel me? Uh, that's a seductive spirit. And I don't know which one of these women you done eyed in here, or I don't know which one of these women came into agreement with you, or whatever y'all planning after this service. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole mess. Man, look, bro, let me get out of that thing, you know? So these are some of the things that I've witnessed in church, and you wondering why people don't want to come to church, bro. I know God for myself, man. The word of God says that when there's not a, a spiritual revelator, the people are left without restraints. God has called forth people to revelate and give his word, man. And so, bro, look, 
God has given us pastors and shepherds after his own heart, you know, but absolutely, man, uh, spiritual alignment is everything. And there's too many leaders out of spiritual alignment. Uh, some leaders are only out for self gain. I've witnessed these things in ministry. Y'all I've witnessed these things in ministry, bro. And you wonder why the people don't want to have nothing to do with the church. Bro, y'all wicked. Y'all fraud, bro. And I'm telling you, God, Jesus said that he's coming back for a church without spot of blemish. You can keep playing behind that pulpit if you want to, bro. You can, sis, you can keep, man, running around here, get, uh, getting, catching the Holy Ghost and all this. Look, bro, the scripture says you are filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know what we get catching the Holy Spirit from, bro. Falling all out in. Man, look, bro, I'm filled with the Spirit. And the evidence of a person being filled with the spirit will be the fruit that he's producing off his limbs. So there are some leaders only out for self gain. Uh, uh, and there are too many unstable believers. These are some of the things that I've witnessed. I've witnessed. I've witnessed in, 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 in the church, man. And I know my time is on winding down. Uh, Pastor Thompson, blessings, man. I appreciate you for tuning in with us. Um, but these are just the surface things. And I would love to go in depth. You know, man, with anybody uh, about finding the res resolve or the resolution uh, for, for, for why the church has lost its appeal. But ultimately, I, ultimately, man, my assignment is is to make sure that the kingdom doesn't lose its appeal. You know, Kingdom Life Central, North and South. We got to make sure that we're not losing our appeal. So, man, listen, listen. We're going to keep it a buck with you, man. I'm not trying to indoctrinate you, man. I'm going to bust the word open with you so you can get in that thing for yourself and you can see for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Take what the spirit is revealing to you. You know, take what the spirit is revealing to you. If you don't know how to study to show yourself, I'll show you. For real talk, I will show you how to study to show yourself approved, bro. It's not about running around here quoting all this scripture, fam. It's not about all you speaking in tongue, man. Look, bro. Look, bro, what tongue you speaking in? That's the question. Because the scripture says, look here, man, if there's two types of tongues, man, there's a corporate tongue and then there's a private tongue. And if you are speaking corporately, there has to be a translator in the room. Period. Come okay. Let me let me let me leave that alone because they gonna they gonna come on here, they're gonna come for my neck. Come forward, bro. Come forward. I invite you. Real talk. Come forward. So we understand, man, that there are many, many reasons, many reasons that the church has lost its appeal. Um, but if you listen, all everything that 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 I've observed has everything to do with selfish ambition, uh, selfish um, motives. You know, the word of God says that Jesus was a man of no reputation. Look, man, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I have nothing against the mega church. Real talk. But that's not my that's not my drive, bro. A mega church, I'd rather have an effective church. Now, if this effective church can grow into a mega church, then so be it. But as far as, you know, man, doing ministry just to have a thousand people, bro. Hey, hey, bro. And come, man, look, I catch trouble with the tools and fuels that God has dispatched to me. You know what I'm saying? So, man, to have a, 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 a ministry of a thousand people, I'm not knocking no mega church. 
Real talk, because I know that the mega churches, they started somewhere, you know, but the thing of it with the mega churches, this here, as a leader, you have to make sure that you don't lose your way. And as a leader, you have to make sure that you are appointing and uh, 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 dispatching people that's capable of discipling. And, and you got to make sure that they don't lose their way. You know, man, look, bro, stick to the script. This is what God says. This is the mission. And, and if, for the leaders that's on the live right now, when was the last time you visited your mission statement or your or, or your vision? You know, have you gotten away from that? No, bro. If so, hey, unless God has given you something else or, or told you that, that that vision has been accomplished, then, then, hey, bro, you need to get back to the basis of things. And look, bro, so look, I'm not. Personally, I'm not looking for a mega church. I'm looking for an effective church. I'm looking for an effective church, bro. I want to be able to have people that, that can take somebody at their lowest of lows and open up their life to them without even busting a scripture. Because let me tell you something, bro. You got somebody standing on the edge of the ledge of the building by ready to jump, bro. You go throw all them scriptures at them if you want to, man. You better you better be in tune with the spirit of God that the spirit of God can teach you how to relate to this person and get them off the edge. We say it all the time, especially with the with the hip hop ministry. You're like, bro, can you minister to a person outside of 16 bars? You feel me? Can you minister to a person outside of the 16 bars, man? The scripture, the scripture comes in, but, but don't get it twisted, man. I'm not about to run up on you quoting John 3.16 to you, man. The Bible said, look, bro, let me, man, look, bro, what, what's going on, fam? Why are you up here? And now I open myself up that the spirit of God can begin to use me because guess what? The scripture says, study to show yourself approved. In fact, the, the scripture told, it told Paul, he said, don't worry about what you're going to say. You feel me? Don't worry. But if you study in to show yourself approved, then you're making the necessary deposits. So when something pop off in this natural realm and God dispatch you to go and get this person, then look, I'm not going there with no, nothing rehearsed or, or, or pre-recorded. I'm going there simply with all humility open for the spirit to have his way. And the spirit of God will bring everything back up to you. And guess what? The spirit of God will give you the way to deliver it, you know? So it's too much fetishiousness going on in the church. You know, man, pe people want to look the part, but don't know how to work the part. Everybody want to be a boss, but not willing to make the sacrifices the boss have to make. So understand, understand. Yes, Sister uh, sister Hunter, man, thank you. She said, yes, for uh, catch people where they are. A uh, prophetess, once again, thank you. Being real is being seen as holiness. There is nothing wrong. Uh, there is nothing wrong with being holy and real. Uh, we have to get back to holding. Oh, my God. Come on here. We have to get back to holiness. That's the spiritual connection that has been lost. Come on here. I was just having a conversation about holiness today. Uh, that word prophet is that word right there alone runs off a lot of people. But holiness simply means to be sanctified. Sanctified simply means to be set apart. And yes, we have to get back to being set apart for whatever God's purpose is in our life. I'm talking to the church right now. I'm not talking to, to people who, who may not understand what's going on. 
church, the, the topic is church. Why has the church lost its appeal, right? And so that one word holiness runs a lot of people out. It's prophet is meant to be honest, man. A lot of people, a lot of people were dumbed down holiness just to be able to relate or just to be able to fit in. Man, look, bro, I'm going to take my sanctified self and I'm going to inject in whatever situation the spirit introduces me to. And I'm going to let my sanctification speak. Because to truth be told, wherever he dispatches me to, I'm more than likely been delivered from that place. So I have the necessary tools that's required to go in and rescue, to go in and save the one that needs to be saved to come out. But I have to go back in still being set apart. Paul say I become all things to all people that I can win some. Paul never said he went back to committing sin. Bro, I don't have to go back to smoking fry with you to show you that I've been delivered from that. The devil is a lie. Bro, I don't have to go back to flirting with this woman to show you that I've been delivered from that. Man, man, you better go on, on, bro. But I will come in in my sanctification because this is why I've been set apart. I've been set apart for this very moment. We have moments that God uses us. And so you have to be ready when God say go. It's just like it, it, it's just like being uh, 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 it's just like being on a basketball or a football team or something that you on the bench. You have to be ready for when the coach say go. Jay, it's your turn. You feel me? But now the thing is, man, I can't go in with the big head like, man, I'm for the show them. I, I got I'm working with some man. God have your way. And, you know, man, we talking to the church. Church, why have we lost our appeal? Why aren't we attractive, church? Even in a physical state, if a man or a woman doesn't feel as attractive as they, they think that they could be, um, they will begin to work out. You know what I'm saying? They will begin to uh, watch the diet. They will begin to fix their hair, cut their hair. You know what I'm saying? Get their nails done. You know, um, if you're not feeling attractive, you will begin to make the necessary adjustments. Oh, if you're not feeling attractive, you will begin to make the necessary adjustments to catch somebody's eye. So church, when will we begin to make the necessary adjustments? Now get this up. The biggest adjustment that needs to be made. Oh my God. The biggest adjustment that needs to be made actually comes from the book of John uh, uh, chapter 12, verse 32. All right. The biggest adjustment, if the ch church, if you have lost your appeal, we need to do what we need to do to make ourselves attractive again. And guess what? It's in the book of John, chapter 12, verse 32. When Jesus declared, he says, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. Okay, okay, okay. A big old issue in the church is a lot of leaders are lifting themselves up to draw people unto them. Okay, don't nobody, ain't nobody going to talk right there. Bro, brother pastor, <laughs> bishop, apostle, you know, um, we got to stop lifting ourselves up. We, we got to get back to the essence of making it attractive. We make it attractive. We make the mission, we make the kingdom attractive by lifting Christ up. Now, this is the key because... I don't want to just lift Christ up uh, uh, from, from, from preaching Christ. I want to lift Christ up by allowing him to raise up in my life that people can see a risen savior and not just a savior that's still on the cross. Okay. 
He says, when I am lifted up from the earth. Okay, okay, okay. When I am lifted up from this earth, when I'm lifted up uh, uh, from this world, when the, when, the, when, the, when the focus shift from the world to the spirit, then we'll see Christ in a different light. We'll see Christ in a different light. So it, it, it is so far supersedes, right? And so I, I have a few more minutes left, man. I, I, I thank you guys so much for tuning in with us tonight, man, on the TKHS, where our assignment is simply to uh, bring a balance between this natural and this spiritual realm, right? The objective is to leave this natural realm, but as long as you're here uh, living and breathing, you have to find a balance between the spiritual and between the natural, right? But the word of God says that Jesus says that when I am lifted up from the earth, he says, I will draw all people to myself. Come here, church. So when you get back to the essence of being the representation that you've been called to be, because God says that we are ambassadors of, for Jesus Christ. So when we begin to lift up Christ, understand through the life that we're living, then people will begin to be drawn back unto you. So now you're becoming appealing again. You're becoming attractive again. So in order for you to become attractive again, you have to make the necessary adjustments. You have to put in the necessary work. And the necessary work is one to get back to the essence of lifting Christ up through your lifestyle. You have to get back to the essence of lifting Christ up through your lifestyle. Think about your conversations. How much of your conversation really represent God? And no, I'm not talking about running around here quoting the scriptures, man. The scripture says that all of our all of our conversations should be encouraging, laced and seasoned with salt. It has to be laced and seasoned with salt. Your conversation by itself has to have the ability to preserve somebody. Are you really speaking with wisdom? Are you talking that job all day? You you play all day. Come on, man. So I'm not supposed to have a sense of humor. Did I say that, fam? Nah, I didn't. You know what I'm saying? When I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to me. And he goes on to say, he says that he said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. He was showing them. That he was going to have to be crucified. Oh my God. When we begin to crucify the flesh. On a daily basis. People will begin to see Christ lifted up in you. When you begin. Somebody pull up on you man. And they want to gossip about somebody man. And you did that situation man. You have just crucified your flesh. Because truth be told. Your flesh love to hear some good juicy gossip about somebody. Truth be told. Some of y'all man. Y'all really like to hear when people down bad. Some of y'all really frown when people up, but you smile when they down. You feel me? So he said this to show the kind of death that he was going to die. So Jesus told them when I am crucified. So when you show them, when Jay, when you show them that Jay has been crucified, you are drawing people to Christ. Like, man, I know Jay, man, would have flipped out. Woo, 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 woo. I know Jay, man, would have hit that lick. You know what I'm saying? But man, Jay said, nah, bro, you got it, man. I don't want to have nothing. That, that, that's not going to work out good for me. And I'm not going to spend 40, 40 minutes trying to convince you not to do a thing because if you've already convinced within your heart of heart, prophet is if you're not sanctified already, you're going to do what you want to do. But Jay can't do what he want to do. Jay can't do what he want to do. See, Jay can't fight when he want to fight. You see what I'm saying? 
But sometimes Jay don't want to fight, but then Jay have to fight. Okay, don't miss this. Don't miss this. Sometimes I want to fight, but the spirit won't let me fight. And then sometimes I don't want to fight, and the spirit say it's time to fight. You see what I'm saying? Don't 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 get it twisted. God is not just a God of love; He's a God of wrath, also. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we can't we can't have one side of the coin. You feel me? The sword is is sharp on both sides. It cuts you going in, and it cuts you coming out. So understand this here. He said this to show the kind of death that he was going to die. So Jesus told the people before he died. He said, "When I am lifted up." When I am lifted up, then I will draw. When I am crucified, I will draw. So get this up. When Jesus was crucified, man, people started seeing and remembering all the false accusations they had made. Uh, they had made against him, knowing he hadn't done nothing. But yet you was one talking about crucifying, knowing he hadn't done nothing. So he began to draw people to himself. So when we begin to be crucified daily, then people will begin to see the Christ in you. So now what allow what causes and allow us to be crucified is the submission to the spirit. Man, it's nothing but the Holy Spirit that will cause you to get up on your cross and be crucified every day. The only way you'll be able to do that is if you feel with the Holy Spirit, bro. The only way you're going to muzzle your mouth is if you, if you feel with the Holy Spirit, bro. It's a lot of things, a lot of ways you want to go off. A lot of times you want to pop off, but then the Spirit say, man, look, be quiet. Then you, It's a lot of things that you are actually justified by, by doing what you want to do. When the spirit say, nah, let it go. It's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. You know what I'm saying? So he said that. He said this to show them the kind of death he was going to die. Now, don't miss this. He said, the crowd spoke up. We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say the son of man must be lifted up? Who is this son of man? You have missed it already. And we will continue to miss it until we're filled with the Holy Spirit. See, sometimes we can have an encounter. With, and I guess this is what people come get that catching the Holy Ghost from, you know, on um, the moments. But see, it's not until you feel you have to be filled. You have to live in the spirit continuously in order for you to be live sanctified. You have to continuously be filled with the spirit. So if I'm filled with the spirit this morning and I'll pull out today, man, he got to feel me again. He got to feel me again. He got. And so this is an ongoing thing. And so now the scripture says that, look, your cup will never run dry. Okay. The crowd still didn't understand why, because they go back to what you were saying, prophetess. The crowd didn't understand because they was looking at things from a natural perspective. You see what I'm saying? He who has ears, let him hear. So they couldn't hear it because, hey, look, they didn't took it all the way back to the law. You feel me? The law said, look, man, the law said that, that, that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say this? The son of man must be lifted up. Who is this son of man? You still don't know who I am. Another reason the church has lost its appeal. The church still don't know who Jesus is. Okay. I'm going to say it again for the ones in the back. The church still don't know who Jesus is. Jesus' assignment has been fulfilled. His assignment was to redeem us and bring us back to God and allow the Holy Spirit to come after his ascension to fill us. That we can live. Amen. Hey, I pray that you guys are tapped in with me, man. Um, we love uh, a genuine fellowship, man. So we can expand and expound on this word 
beyond the indoctrination, beyond, man, look, let's see what the word of God is really saying. Let's, let's, let's set up some training courses so we can see how can I live within the spirit of God? Man, it's a, it's a, it's a peaceful thing to live, to live. And I'm getting ready to close y'all to live in the spirit of God. You have to choose to remain there. You have to choose to remain in God's spirit, right? So understand, he say, um, verse 35 says, then Jesus told him, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. Jesus left and hid himself from them. So understand, Jesus, oh my God, man. Jesus, Jesus, then, as my brother Camouflage would say, is the ultimate chess player. Jesus just set it up, set it up. Why has the church lost its appeal? Naturally, for a lot of the things that I've just declared to you, spiritually, because we're not willing to be crucified. Christ was crucified once, but we have to crucify this flesh daily. But when we go back to the very things that the spirit have delivered us from, the word of God says that we are crucifying Christ all over again. What sacrifice is left is what Paul asked. You know what I'm saying? So, man, I appreciate you guys for tuning in with me tonight, man. I pray to God, the living God, that you were blessed, uh, that you got something. Um, hey, I thank you guys uh, for tuning in with me. Prophetess, huge salute. Prophetess, we got to get you over here so we can dive a little deeper on this particular topic, man. For real, for real. Uh, Sister Hunter, thank you so much. Uh, Sister Johnson, thank you for tapping in. Uh, man, Sister um, Love, thank you for tapping in. Bro, Brother Derek, thank you for tapping in, man. Pastor Thompson, thank you for tapping in, man. Lynn, I see you, man. Thank you for tuning in with us. Uh, man, everybody that tuned in, my boy Jesse, Pastor Gwen, man, huge salute. Uh, my sister Aisha, man, thank y'all so much for tuning in. You've been tuned in to the TKHS. If you haven't followed us on podbeam.com, man, I'm going to share that link. Y'all head over to podbeam, man, so we can... um. Get these things, get these follows up, man, so we can actually focus more so on, on, on that particular platform and then sharing it, man. But huge salute, mucho gracias. I don't know why the Spanish came out me, man. But um, huge salute to our sponsors and supporters. Uh, Miss Mamie Sweet Treat, All Creek Construction, Kingdom Life Central, North and South. A uh, couple of... Uh, Announcements again, man. If um, you know anybody that may need 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 recovery, Kingdom Care is a Christian recovery group. You know, man, we go a little bit. It's a faith based recovery group, man. The, I believe in the natural recovery groups as well, but I also believe in the faith based recovery group. Um, we kick off this this Friday, seven thirty p.m. Uh, here at nine thousand one. Airport Boulevard, Suite 109. If you know anybody, send them our way, man. We would love to be in fellowship with them uh, so we can 
we can work through this addiction piece, man. I celebrate 20 years this month of sobriety, man, and it was all God, bro. It was all God, man, for real. And then on Thanksgiving Day, Thanksgiving in the kingdom, man, we have partnered with Mary's gift, man. Um, huge salute to Mary's gift. We want to invite you out. If you don't have family in the city, man, if you need a meal, you just like to have a meal, you like to come and fellowship with us, man. If you know anybody in the city without family, man, hey, when you come to the kingdom, we all family, bro. It ain't no big U's and little eyes around here, man. We getting to the get, and we going to eat, and we going to have fun, man. Uh, hey, November 24th, 11.30 a.m., send them this way. Huge salute. You've been tuned in to the TKHS. We thank God for you. We bless God for you, and we pray that you've been blessed. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. Direction is blurry. I need an hour of power because it just do something to me. Let the talk go through me because I'm walking in favor. Get a word from the kingdom and keep me right with the Savior. Holy Spirit, we praise you. That's what I'm talking about. You keep us warm in the winter and make it rain in the drought. We're praising God in the south like they do in the west with some third coast flavor that had you breaking your neck. And we ain't doing it for sex. We saving souls of our people. So plug us into your deck and let us blow through your speaker. Give a game like the preachers exposing nothing but power. Stay as strong as the tower. We make the devil feel sour. So sit tight. Get it right because it's the kingdom. Sit tight, get it right, cause it's the kingdom out. Hey.